Hi, I'm Alex Hirsch, creator of Gravity Falls. Hi, I'm Jackie Buscarino, the voice of Pacifica. Hi, I'm Matt Brawley. I'm the director of the episode. Um, and this is Golf War. Uh, Golf War basically came out of mainly my obsession with mini golf. Um, I love mini golf. Matt, we've played mini golf before. Yes, we have. Jackie, did, have you played mini golf with us? Not with you guys, but I've played it in my <laughs> lifetime. Amazing I have sport. played <laughs> sport of mini kings. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I have a lot of childhood memories of me and my twin sister playing mini golf together at this one particular, I think, Golden Tee in Emeryville, California. Um, and there's something about I love how sad and gross they are. Always sad, always gross. <laughs> like, there's something about, like, I don't really like actual theme parks that are well-made. I like tourist traps and kind of rundown spots that are covered in moss and that there's probably just, like, there's graffiti and teenagers making out behind the windmill. And there's just something really creepy and sad about these places, which, to me, is enchanting. Like, I love, and I loved, as a kid, I would be really, like, enchanted by the idea of, like there'd be a little house and the ball would go in and you wouldn't know what was in there. Totally. And I always was like, I want to live in this little haunted house. I want to climb into this lighthouse and in, into the tower. Um, like what's what magical things could be in there? So like this, this whole show is sort of mining those kind of childhood moments for like something that is normal but seems magical to you. Like I also was really enchanted by, I was kind of a dumb kid. I was really enchanted by um, vending machines. Like, like just like all these treasures are inside and there's glass between me and them. And if only I could climb inside, like Stan and his vending machine and the fact that he's got a whole lab down there is 100% just me as a kid being like the mysteries of vending machines, right? The mysteries of mini golf. Um, th this episode, so it basically came from me being like, writers, we need a mini golf episode. I like mini golf. <laughs> um, and uh, we thought of the idea that it might be Pacifica was a character that <laughs> As I've described in other documentaries, I'm sorry to tell you this, Jackie. Um, me and Michael Rianda, season one, we thought Pacifica was the worst character. I'm proud of that. <laughs> that we had ever come up with. Like, honestly, you being the character made it way better because when, when we had it in the script, we were just like, this is the most hateable character. <laughs> that's so, that's so funny to you, uh, to me, because like when me and my board partner got uh, the first script that she showed and she was like immediately appealing to us. They loved her. Well, they I, saw the humanity in Pacifica. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jackie did such a good job with her. We were like, there's this character with potential. And this season, we're going to see if we can try to start getting into a little bit of that potential. Um, and this was this episode was our first stab at trying to sort of dimensionalize her a little bit, and then we went further. Baby with steps, baby steps. Northwest Manor. And she does have a full arc, and she does she get better. Does yeah. And she has a change of heart. It's beautiful. Oh, and we the writers had a change of heart too. We were like, you know what? I think we can make more out of this character. I think what we really loved about her, to begin with, was we loved that she brought out. Whenever you add something to a cast, you're always trying to catalyze something in your main characters. So it's like, what can a character like this bring out in Mabel and in Dipper? Like, in Mabel, it brought out this rivalry that we're not used to seeing. Because, you know, Mabel's regular mode is to be really sweet and to not want to fight. And it was cool seeing somebody who would get Mabel to that place. And then she brings out pure instant sass and rage from Dipper. Yeah, pure Dipper's hatred. so protective of his sister <laughs> that he becomes way more assertive around Pacifica because... He has no ambiguity in his mind at first about how he feels about her. He can't stand her. Right. And he's like his normal social fear melts away when there's somebody who he hates that much, which is a lot of fun to see. Uh, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about the boarding of this episode? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, the boards for this episode were done by uh, Alonzo Ramirez Ramos, um, Emmy. Uh, oh, I'm getting this all wrong. 
Uh, come back to that. Come back to that. <laughs> was Emmy on this episode? Well, I know that you boarded. I, I didn't know. Chris no, Houghton do some? Uh, Sabrina uh, did revision. Sabrina Coutinho. Oh, you know why I'm totally blanking out? It's because this episode was boarded by Alonzo and me. Yeah, Matt, even though he was a director, boarded the vast, a, a huge amount of this episode. Did an amazing totally, job. Totally, totally. So this first half stuff, this is all Alonzo right here. Um, working out the mechanics of that giant windmill. And the windmill is about to play a huge part in this story. But yeah, he did a great job. Um, and we did play a lot of mini golf together uh, with you as well. So we did our field research for sure. <laughs> yeah. This um, this also episode is the very first time that uh, we have Nathan Fillion as uh, Pacifica's father. Um, in Actually, I don't think I've ever had a fan sort of point this out or, or ask me about the in continuity, but um, I think it was Kevin Michael Richardson did the voice for Pacifica's father in uh, North uh, in, um, the first episode that he appears in. Uh, he he goes, um, "Good one, daughter." Oh wow! Remember in, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. History mystery. In, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, in we're blanking on the name. Irrational of treasure. Irrational treasure. Irrational yeah. treasure. Irrational yeah. treasure. He has that one line, "Good one, daughter." Oh um, wow! And he was he was good. Um, but I felt like for Pacifica's dad, I knew he was going to become more of a character, and I I just wanted to bring somebody new to the cast. Yeah, he's could fantastic. Add a extra. And Nathan Fillion, of course, amazing in that role. He only has like two lines in this episode, but he comes back in Northwest Manor and gets we see his full range of awfulness. Due to weather, the king of. This is me doing the closest to Justin Roiland voice that I do. It sounds like Justin. When I was re-watching, I thought, did Justin come in to do that part? I, me and Justin are, have been friends for a long time, and I, as well as a friend of Jackie's, and I'm always doing impressions of him, and sometimes, sometimes me doing impressions of him will be voices in the show. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm a mini-golf guy. Oh, jeez. Um, this episode was written by uh, Jeff Rowe, who... Had specific memories. I, I we were talking about doing a mini golf episode. He's like, I want to do that. I love mini golf. And when I was a kid, we would always eat nachos after mini golf. That's <laughs> no. a tradition, right? Don't you guys all do that? And we're like, No, that that's just you. He's like, Please, can I put that in the episode? Nachos after mini golf. We're like, Whatever. You're the writer, Jeff. Whatever. whatever Jeff you is want. very passionate and specific. Is there anywhere in America where it exists that there is a mini golf that is actually kind of polished and clean? No, and no. Such I know thing. I, when you were Alex, when you were talking about in Emeryville, um, there was one. <laughs> In, yeah. in LA, where I grew up, actually, it was in Norwalk. It's still there. It was built in 1974, and it hasn't changed since 1974. <laughs> oh. I think it has the same staff. And yeah. I remember it always looked so twinkling and beautiful driving off the 605 freeway. You could see They're it. And always I always by thought, the freeway. Always by the freeway. And I always thought, wow, one, one day I hope that I can go there. I can and touch the castle with it. my own hands. Oh, my gosh. So when I finally got the chance to go there, um, I remember the first thing like lining up to play, I could not understand because it was a little bit crowded. Yeah. I could not understand it. What, what is this? There was just a group of kids bashing the lights in with their golf club. <laughs> and that that's accurate. That yeah. is my memory of mini golf. Uh, um, I think, I don't think there is any new mini golf. I think they built all of them in the seventies and they've just been accruing grime oh, and man. misfortune. And it's just like, Oh, I, a plexiglass dragon. And then it's just like, 50 possum spray painted green. Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's what's kind of fun about it too is I was going to a place I didn't know what other kids would be there yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. are you going to meet boys yeah, and yeah. That's why what, I like you know, county fairs too. There's a bit of same. danger in the air. It's You're the like same. there's carnies running this. Island. There's yeah. a guy with one tooth operating the machine <laughs> and you might you might you might break your arm but what a memory. 
half um, half the whole the holes were shut down with like uh you know crummy uh, this was probably before caution tape i mean i'm not that <laughs> old but right there i remember there was two folding chairs um with like a tape or something like you know this this hole is shut down and i think we only got through half of them or enormous mini humans neither we're lilliputians lilla lilliput the name makes more sense written out than spoken and we control the balls behold I have to call out, um, Alonzo storyboarded this sequence. This it's is beautiful. One of those things where, as writers, we were like, um, you know, we open up the windmill revealing <laughs> Amazing the craziest things. Rube Goldberg <laughs> insane cuckoo clock device you've ever seen in your life. Um, and whenever something is that difficult and complicated and design heavy, we give it to Alonzo. Absolutely. He, he, he really always wanted, makes it uh, even better than we imagined. He really wanted a tiny cow. <laughs> yeah. He wanted them, yeah, he wanted them to have a tiny, like, golf, golf cow. I think, I think, I think <laughs> there is a scene. He storyboarded a little golf. Like, man yeah, she's like milking, milking a, a little golf cow. Oh, yeah. that would have been so cute. What, what happened to it? I, I think, I think it was just a little world breaking. It felt it. a little too weird. It felt to us a little. Well, there was. It's always something that I would always say is that there's like there's only we generally, except in very rare exception, have quote one magic per episode. Right. right? So right. like the idea of like you've got m- we a weird race of mini golf people. That was kind of one magic. The moment they have like little miniature animals yeah then it starts to feel like the whole thing breaks i don't know i have my own weird hangups about what's too weird illusion of course this was fine for me (laughs) these weird uh these golf frenchmen but a mini cow was a bridge too far um this is uh this is um oh my god mr peterman from seinfeld (laughs) we got him to do a john (laughs) hurley one one line my favorite Um, joke in the episode where he's like wiener castle (laughs) who wrote this Um, so, uh, this, this was actually a surprisingly difficult episode to crack because I think, yeah, look at it, man. It's, 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 it's weirdly ambitious, even though it's on a very small scale. Um, and, uh, oh man, that's great. Love that duck. That's the same model as duck detective. We didn't want to design a new duck. So we just grabbed the duck design and just, was that in the script or did you guys add that in when you were boarding? I think that was in the script. It was, uh. That was cute. There was a lot of additions in the board for this episode, though. Um, It was something that... It was just such a bizarre situation, so visual, that we knew we could add a lot of gags. Um, The team did a great job. I have to call out uh, Patton Oswalt, who did the voice of this little... Mm -hmm. It's really funny. ...mini munchkin fella. Um, Like, he is so good and can do anything, and we got him in on this one dumb role, which is very common on our show. We get somebody who's insanely overqualified, and then we just have them be, like, a golf ball or a a duck or a goblin. But they gladly do it. Yeah, they well, want to be a part of it. I think at this at this point, since we were in season two, the show had a bit of a reputation of being kind of fun and subversive, and it was a little easier to get like uh, guest stars than it was before. These guys control the course. I love this. Uh, I I remember reading the script. Um, how you're talking about um, how you loved like tiny houses and yeah. like what's going on behind and even yeah. vending machines. Um, it reminded me of like the littles. Yeah, uh, it was so littles, much. Yeah, where yeah. I wish that so much when I was little yes, that something yes, I'd, yes, I'd open something yes. up and reveal this whole world. Absolutely. And I think that's how I thought music was made when I was really little. I <laughs> inside sp- the stereo, there's speakers, a bunch of little guys. Well, yeah, speakers back in the day were these huge. They beat coffee yeah, tables. Yeah, you would use them huge, as furniture. Yeah. And there was one in the living room, and and I would sit and look and see how you know how can I open the screen to this because right. the littles are gonna be yeah. behind there. <laughs> they're they're, pranks and they're, yeah, yeah. they're gonna <laughs> little they, calliope. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. thought they were the ones who were singing, and yeah. it was you know, 
ABBA or, you know, <laughs> you know, They're very that, talented that, that the miniature yeah, people can do different styles. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. My mom asked me, what are you doing? She probably thought, what's this freaky child doing staring at this piece of furniture? My for, daughter's uh, brain yeah, is like, broken. <laughs> Nah, she's figured it out. Yeah, and I thought, well, who's making the who's making those sounds? Who are the tiny people in there that are making these sounds that are coming out of the radio? So, so. so much of the series was about trying to think of those things. Like when you were a kid and you didn't know the answers to things. Like, like what were those mundane things that felt like they had a whole world of mystery hiding? This I don't remember where this gag came from, but the fact that his magazine is called Aficionado Aficionado. <laughs> it's got one aficionado studying another one and appreciating yeah, him. It's really good. <laughs> we, we that, like, that, that, that looks like a prop joke to me. We like stuff as dumb as that. Um, something really cool, Alex, is that you guys were adding jokes like as late as prop design. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if newspaper headline or anything. I love that her diamond earrings are literally diamonds. It's diamonds. <laughs> it's so, so it's like I, a MS I, paint. Yeah. Oh, and so it was cool. always it was always a pleasure getting Jackie <laughs> in the booth to do Pacifica because I, me and Jackie knew each other. From way back, we worked on uh, Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack yep. together, which was Thurup's show, Thurup, the Thurup voice of Gideon. That's how we all knew each other. And so I knew that Jackie had this great, funny voice. I knew Thurup had this great voice. Um, and, you know, I, like I said before, Pacifica was a character that we weren't really sure we liked so much. And then I was like, how do I make this likable? Oh, <laughs> Jackie is somebody I know who is, like, sharp and vicious. <laughs> Very vicious. Jackie is somebody you know who's incredibly sassy, who always has a comeback, um, but who, like, I love, who's so funny and great. I'm like, okay, she's somebody who can add, like, a likable humanity to this mean character. Did you enjoy doing Pacifica I, voice? I love her. What, uh, what Matt was saying earlier about, I, I love villains and <laughs> yeah. bad people. I always have, and I think she's got a lot of depth to her, so she's... She's got problems. She's kind of twisted. Yeah, we find yeah, that out yeah, later why yeah. she is the way she is, and I just I love I love that so much. That was the most exciting thing for us was that this character obviously has a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh I can't wait for that to happen. Matt, I got we got to talk about. So this was not in the script. This no. was sad. <laughs> Matt, can you tell us? <laughs> yes, about absolutely. Big Henry. I'm so I'm so happy to. So uh, <laughs> somewhere in the animatic process for this episode. Uh, I was watching the episode and it came to me that, oh, our funniest joke was in act one. And it was currently the part where the, the imagination boys go like, oh, sick burn. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're kind of in bad shape if you don't have like a killer gag in act two uh, before you get to the act three like action stuff. So we just needed something like a point of, of interest. So like I crafted this whole big Henry <laughs> oh, crazy so like Does- it, in a sort of a reference to John Henry versus the steam engine, just to have this little little world of tragedy underneath the ground with these golf people. And it Does was, he really die? That's what I wanted. Oh, I, thought, uh, I don't I mean, want that to happen. You know I, what? I leave it to you, the viewer of the imagination. <laughs> they sent him to the big Henry recovery. farm. Yes, yes. Mm. He's um, and Matt, that was you and Houghton, Chris Houghton Me worked and Chris on Houghton that? worked on that together. Um, and I remember yes. the first time, because this is something that did not come from the writer's room, and I remember when Matt pitched this to me, I I laughed so hard, but then immediately was frozen with terror. I was like, right. "This feels way too dark for the show. Right. I don't know if we can do it. Let's see. Let's pitch it to the we pitched sure. it to the crew. Sure. Everybody laughed. Um, and I remember the night before this episode aired, oh, I couldn't sleep. I was like, <laughs> I think maybe we went too far, <laughs> and like we're gonna be at, people are gonna be asking for our heads. Um, and I, I remember talking to you, Matt, the night before. I was like. This is on you. <laughs> yeah, I was also very worried. This is on you, Matt. <laughs> and then, like, people loved it. Like, it was just because it was so weird. Yeah. And I think something that I would sometimes forget, and it's actually a lesson I learned on Flapjack, Thurup's show, was that 
you think of a really weird joke, and then there's something about the process of by the time it's colored and animated yeah. and finished, there's always a, a slight normaling that happens. Um, and yeah. keeping it weird it is gets a, sanded down. Yeah, things yeah. tend to get softer. So like keeping it weird is actually a process. What was the? I'm backing up here. Pit, yeah. Pit Cola. Oh, what Joe Pit Cola. Pit Cola is a reference What's, to one of our uh, designers and directors, Joe Pit. Okay. Just season one, we didn't have prop designers at first. We just had character designers, and we were all just going crazy with the like, <laughs> "It's my name. It's it's Pit oh, Cola," and okay. the TV is Warhol Brand Television. Um, like Ian Warhol, our background artist. Like you're not supposed. They, they frown upon doing that because it's like inside jokes for us. Like it's, still, it's, that's it's not for any kid, but we, yeah, it gives we like texture. the idea of having. Yeah, well, it's like, you know... Better than Schmepsy or something. Yeah, you know? like, we just wanted our own thing, even if it this, was... This joke. is weird. I just want to call this out yeah. that, that Pacifica has, like, a Razer flip phone, even though, like, this is a post-smartphone kind of... This is, like, 2013 or something. Yeah. That's something that's always just kind of stood out to me. Gravity... We were talking about this in another episode, that, like, Gravity Falls, in my mind, people are like, oh, what canon year is sure. it? Like, to me, there is no canon year sure. for Gravity Falls. Like, Gravity Falls is a town that... Gravity Falls is a town where things from like my childhood are there if I want them. Sure, I so gotcha. like I grew up in the '90s, so there's kind of like an early '90s, '80s-ish vibe to a lot of the sort sure, of the fashion sure. and technology. Sure. But then, if for a story point, we need something like sure, sure, sure. The show is a lot more sort of emotional than logical, and sure. things like a, a feel, real yeah. time don't feel, exist. Yeah. But you're right; it is weird that she should have had a, a beeper. Pacifica <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. has a fax machine <laughs> in a rucksack that she takes out. No, I like it. It makes it timeless because nobody's gonna remember razors, so <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, I got to give uh, Jeff Rowe, our writer, credit. A lot of the like best jokes in this episode, you know, he wrote this episode, came from him. The whole line about Dipper saying, um, Pacifica's rich, Mabel. She's cheating at life. <laughs> like, those, like, those really sharp-pointed really lines great. usually come from Jeff. This is a really, really funny script. I think, was it called Par Wars at some point? Uh, there was a lot of different golf puns. We got to get out of here. I have to say Pacifica first. Um, this sequence was boarded by Matt. You did a phenomenal job of this. All the way that we could get action in a mini golf. Sure. Like th that's also part of why we did this episode was just like, there's there's oh. such an opportunity for adventure in all these set pieces. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> Good times. I love how <laughs> even while being rescued. <laughs> Pacifica is just yeah, but look at it. You can see the chemistry, <laughs> the magic. I like coming up the the action turnaround like yeah. scene. That that was good. Uh, that was you... uh, no, that was actually boarded by Dana Terrace. It was uh, oh. one of her first revisions she did on the show. This, this right here, absolutely, oh, so good. absolutely, absolutely. And I remember yeah. she turned it in, and I was like, oh, that looks great, great. <laughs> All this stuff's cool gotta have a it's so fast so so much has happened in this one yeah episode it's yeah. like oh it's so good it's yeah like we would always try to think of our episodes generally as like little mini Ooh. movies and we wanted to have some kind of big action set piece at the end we wanted to have a visual escalation so it started during the day it ended at night um and you know some episodes that 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 feeling is more successful than others this and this is honestly probably like our third or fourth golf cart chase in the yeah. series. Hey, but um, the golf cart is in a costume, so it's okay. Well, we we just we love chases and we love car chases, and these are kids, so they can't drive cars. It's right. Like, we love chases. We love fights. 
but you oh. know we can't have the kids shooting a bunch of stormtroopers so they can fight gnomes they can fight golf people yeah. like what are things that they can fight um yeah matt did a fantastic job boarding the sequence uh, animation here was on fun, point too. good action and yeah was this cool. is it i was gonna say who's your animation studio this is yarim this, this is their is first Yerim. animation uh, and they did a really good yeah, job really with this great. first episode <laughs> well, I like that. I will sue you. Yeah, I, I love her. I, lo- man. I, I love her. I use that line in real life. <laughs> well, that that was the fun of Pacifica. Was like once she's on your side, she could become a very valuable ally. Absolutely. So all of that prickliness that could be so awful when she's your enemy, if she starts to become your friend, suddenly suddenly is an asset. <laughs> That's as close as you can get to something nice. Is I will accept your kindness as a way to uh, oh, to say is, that I look great. See, she's starting to come around she's, right here. It's, it's this all is happening. all happening yeah, when yeah. she gets in the car. Laying the track. I love this when she's yeah yeah. Seuss, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of songs Ew. like that in the show. What is that supposed to be, man? Like, is that like I think, it's, I think it's just like melted candy sugar gum. Melted candy. Uh, yeah, here, here's our payoff for the idea of uh, them getting tacos in I'm, the middle dude, of the episode. I, I'm with Pacifica on this one. This is I, a gross family. I know. <laughs> Dirty. <Yeah. laughs> I, think, I think at the time this was written by Jeff, um, uh, we, we would spend a lot of time going and getting fast food late at night, um, sometimes in Mike Rianda's car, and Mike always had food. Oh. There was always like week old Chick-fil-A in there. That's a nightmare car to be in. Yes. Yeah. Zeus doesn't mind being referred to as a servant. Like, if anything, he's like, I've been upgraded. My bond is lifetime now. This is great. Yeah. This is a well done shot. And I think this was, this was our first look at Northwest Manor. I believe so, because um, it had to hook up to what's coming. Yeah. And I gotta give, I gotta give Ian, our director, credit for coming oh. up with that design of like this just giant stately. We were trying to figure out a way to make it not just look exactly like every mansion in every sure. show and that I, the sort of the Pacific Northwest motif. Oh, this song. This is a Matt Chapman, Shion Takeuchi, and Jeff Rowe collaboration. Yes. It's amazing. They sent like a demo with them on a keyboard. It was so funny. Now he gets it. Like, I love jokes like that where it's not, it's not, the joke is in the corniness of it. Um, and then I think... There's a love of musicals, though. Like, who, who's the one who kind of did the choreography? Alonzo and I did the choreography together, but the song was already written, so the love of musicals was already there.